On 2SM and the Super Network, High Tide. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. Just about six after five here on High Tide. Good to have the pleasure of your company this morning. If you're heading out, we're looking at north to north easterly winds, 10 to 15 knots, becoming north to north westerly, uh, below 10 knots before, uh, just before dawn, and up to around uh, 15 to 20 knots from the north at northeast in the early afternoon. Sunny conditions. Lovely. Should be half hey, decent out there. Roscoe sent some photos of his, his uh, midget cars too, and his truck and all the bits and pieces. We should luck post then. a couple of those. Yeah, I'll send them to you. They look good. Oh, well, that's good. Okay, where are we going? Oh, Stevie Bowler. Stevie Bowler. Tenderfield Tiddler. Good morning, boys. How, How are, are we? Yeah, well, better than Kieran, apparently. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, out here at beautiful Mendagerie at the moment, and uh, about to scoot over to Bathurst for the Bathurst Arms Fair, uh, which is on today and tomorrow. Uh, I've got uh, Rob Borsak uh, out there both days, so if you wanted to have a, a chat with him, you can come on down to, to the Bathurst showgrounds, and uh, it's going to be a pretty good day, I think. Uh, Sounds looking good. forward to that, trying to, you know, not spend too much money, but uh, should be good. You'll find plenty of useless things that you don't need. Yeah, yeah. Look, every time I go to one of these shows, something follows me home. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to uh, do my best to be good, but no promises. So, uh, yeah, and then, um, yeah, gearing up for, for next Saturday when the election kicks off in earnest. we got uh, pre-poll starting next Saturday. Uh, then we're off for Sunday and then Monday through to uh, election day itself the following Saturday the 25th. So, uh, yeah, busy, busy time. The electioneering's been a bit quiet this week, actually, or I haven't been watching oh, the news. One of the two. You, you haven't been looking. I Good. don't think. Good. Yes. I don't watch the news of a night anymore. I just, I, look, I, I've got nothing wrong with, you know, um, getting the, the word out there. But you turn on Instagram, there's, it's full of political ads. You turn on Facebook, exactly the same. It, there's no relief from it at this time. I know they want to get the message out, but... Don't uh, use social media, there's relief from it. Yeah, but yeah. what else do you do when you're having a coffee of the morning? You read talk, the news? talk to your wife. Talk to your family. I would if she was home. <laughs> All good. Yeah, look, <laughs> only, only have another uh, you know, couple of weeks and then it's all over at Rover. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we'll see how it all shakes out on the Sunday. So, but then, uh, then, then you have, if it's a change of government, the next three months is a blame game for what they did wrong and it's not our fault type yeah. of thing. All those oh, promises we made, we've got to drop. Three months, you get, you get the first term. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. It's, it's the gift that keeps on giving when you're a new government. You just blame them for the, for the next uh, sort of uh, three to four years. And then, yeah. you know, you sort of say, oh, all right, well, we've got to get on with the job. We're, we're making great strides. But, you know, they made such a mess. <laughs> anyway, not to sound too cynical, but it's... it's um, yeah, going to be a, an interesting uh, sort of two weeks for us all, but we'll put up with it, and uh, it certainly beats the uh, parts of the world where you, you're not allowed to vote. So, yeah. yeah what? I, I keep saying to people, people died to give you that vote. You know, it's 
up to you to make the most of it. Steve, what's your thought on compulsory voting? Should it be compulsory or not? It's not compulsory. You said it is. No, it's not. Well, it's compulsory to attend. <laughs> that's, that, and that's absolutely, and I think that's, I hang think on, that's a valid hang point. On. Who do they know has attended? Because you don't have to show ID. No, no. Oh, you can see where he's going to go with this. No, no, I'm not. No, no. But, so, but I get some people saying the vote would be different. It wasn't compulsory, um, and some people speak for it. Yes, I, I don't have an opinion on my compulsory yeah, voting. Look, uh, unfortunately, um, yeah, I, I think. Uh, it's it's one of those things that yes we we do force um, people who are apathetic and stupid to uh, vote and you know you only have to do uh, a scrutineering at one election to sort of see how many penises are drawn on ballot paper. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You know, oh, every every shape, size, colour, and creed. Just amazing! All, all the uh, manifestos that are written on ballot papers to people that spend hours writing letters to you know various government ministers and things like that, thinking they'll get read. Spoiler alert, guys: they won't. No. Uh, they don't even get kept. So uh, yeah, it's it's um, compulsory voting. It's a blessing and a curse. I sort of I've been involved in in you know the states and. Uh, uh, you know, electioneering and, and uh, the, the system that they've got over there, and it's uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm somewhat torn. I really, really don't know what what one's worse or better. Yeah. But, uh, okay. Well, it's just yeah. there's some people say to make a difference. It wouldn't make a difference. Uh, oh, it would certainly make a difference. Yeah, I, I think uh, not as uh, many informal votes. <laughs> Definitely not as many informal votes. The voting would be over a lot quicker. Actually, if we could count the informal votes, we'd get rid of the governments. Because they'd win. Absolutely. You know, there's no two ways about that. I I think uh, informal votes would uh, shrink from, you know, sometimes the percentage is is more than enough to get somebody elected. Uh, You know, and you, you sort of look at that and go, oh, that's sort of, somewhat disappointing but you know as I say you can lead a horse to water you can't make it think so no. anyway we'll, uh, we'll see what happens as I say in a, in a couple of weeks and we'll talk on the, the Sunday then but uh, I'll give you a uh, report from Bathurst Arms Fair tomorrow morning look whereabouts is it on at Bathurst showground at the showground okay uh, yeah which are beautiful old buildings and uh as I say, is only a couple of hours from Sydney. You know, it's worth to come out and have a look, go for a drive, spend a bit of money, go for a fish afterwards. <laughs> okay, no worries. Thanks, Steve. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Cheers. Okay, sure. back with more of High Tide soon. Right now, Make-A-Wish is supporting over 800 critically ill kids across Australia. That's more Wish Kids than ever before who need your support. Wish Kids like Cooper. Eight-year-old Cooper has a rare neurological condition and often spends his holidays in hospital. His biggest wish is to have a fun holiday in the snow, throwing snowballs and building a snowman. Thanks to Make-A-Wish, that's all about to come true. Helping sick kids like Cooper find hope is something we all have the power to do. You can help create inspirational wishes. Donate today at makeawish.org.au. 
from sailboats to yachts to jet skis. Finance Easy offer leisure craft loans with flexible repayments to suit your budget and lifestyle. And they give you an answer within 24 hours. They've taken the hassle out of borrowing money for your new pride and joy, offering a large range of lenders with rates more competitive than the bank. Applying is easy. Visit the website and provide a few details. Go to financeeasy.com.au or call 1300-003-003. Australian Credit Licence Number 392-182. Peter's of Kensington is online. Shop all the top brands and great prices with the same excellent in-store service. They sell great cookware brands like ScanPan, KitchenAid, Breville and Smeg, as well as Rydal Glassware, Wedgwood Dinnerware and much more. Peter's also stocks a beautiful range of home decor, lamps, rugs, furniture, cushions and Manchester. They even have afterpay. Visit petersofkensington.com.au. Now you can join one of Australia's top private golf clubs for a very special low price. At Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club, you'll enjoy superb practice facilities, a magnificent clubhouse, and play golf on an exquisite 18-hole par 72 championship layout. And for a limited time, six-month golf membership packages start from as little as $1,490. But you must hurry. Email Leanne at twincreeks.com.au or phone Leanne Driver on 0438 295 813. If your strata complex unit or your commercial building is in need of repairs or upgrades, Network Construction Services are the remedial building specialists with more than 70 years of combined industry experience. For waterproofing, concrete cancer repairs, facade or cladding replacement, structural repairs, upgrades to electrical and fire services and improving accessibility, you go to networkconstructionservices.com.au or you can phone Steve on 9808 if you're looking to start a business, buying a franchise is an excellent option. And with all group franchises, you'll have ongoing support. The home services industry is experiencing rapid growth as people are too busy to maintain their homes. All group franchises offers a range of home services franchise options, including lawns and gardens, and you'll be trained in every aspect. Visit allgroupfranchises.com.au or call 0429 691 413. That's 0429 691 413. 2SM has Sydney talking. 2SM has Sydney talking. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. 16 after 5 here on High Tide. We're just about to uh, find out what our tips of the day are going We're to racing be. at Rose Hill today. We are racing at Rose Hill today. The, uh, there's a pretty good card on there too, uh, to be honest. Is it? Yeah. So, um, and the Rose Hill track's a, a good track, racing on a good four and fine conditions as well. In fact, uh, let's find out what we like today because John Karakasanis is joining us online now. G'day, Carrots. Morning, Grant. Morning, Alan. How are we today? We're very good. It's peaceful without Kieran this morning. Yeah, I know. I could imagine. I was just uh, saying to uh, Brandon the same thing. <laughs> so, so, it's unlike him not to soldier in. Oh, no, he's a bit crook, so you better off to stay, stay at home. Yeah, yeah, he'll be right. I'm sure he'll be listening. He would be. <laughs> no, all good. Look, uh, let's let's go straight into the tips, eh? Sounds yes. like a plan. Uh, right, okay. My best bet of the day is Zoo Got You. I think it's in about race six. Race six. I'm working off the app today. Oh, so got you. You got that right. Race six, number seven. 
Grace yeah. Six number got Z O U G O T C H. Yeah, Zoo gotcha. It's got uh, that uh, up and coming jockey Jay McDonald on board. Uh, isn't he suspended? I thought he was. Didn't he get four or five, six weeks? Yeah, but I, I, I thought well, six meetings. Was, I beg your pardon, six meetings. Six. Yeah, six it's still saying on the form guide, though, uh, on the tab app, that uh, oh. Joe McDonald's on board it. Because I don't think that their hearing is appeal until Monday. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Whoever rides it, she just wins today. That solves that problem. <laughs> uh, the next best is in... Uh, is it Sweet Embrace, race three? Race number three. Let's take a look. Sweet Embrace. Near... I'll try race four. Is it Sweet Embrace? That's a two-year-old filly's race. Still City. Oh, Still City. You're the race. Oh, it's race four. Race four. Race four, number six. Race four, number six. Still City. Regan Bayless for Kiramar and David Eustace. Yeah, she got knocked. Knocked down in the Blue Diamond last start, so forget that run. She was going to fight out the finish, but couldn't get a run on the inside. I think I think with a small smaller field today, she'll just bounce straight to the front, and I think she'll be hard to run down. Nice. And the next the next one is in race nine. Yep. Waterford. Waterford. Waterford number twelve. Race nine, number twelve. Alright, and I'm going to tip our listeners at 25 to 1 each way pop today. Oh, nice. Uh, it's in race 2 in the Pago Pago. Yeah. And it's called, oh, it's a funny name. I don't know how do you pronounce it. It's, it's not Gosta, Gosta Isimo. Gosta Isimo, yeah. Yeah. Race 2, uh, that will be number 11. Yeah, I think uh, Regan Bayless is riding that one too, isn't he? Yeah, Regan Bayless for uh, Gerald Ryan and Co. Gerald. Yeah, it's showing 440 yeah. for the place, even. Yeah, well, that's my each way special for the day. You're at, at, at odds. That's Beautiful. good odds. We can take that, make a nice little multi, I would dare say. And I don't even want to go to Melbourne. I hate betting there. <laughs> <laughs> Once bitten, twice shy, you reckon, Carrots? Well, oh, I just, just, you just can't back a winner there. You know, they look as though they're, um, they're cruising at the 200 metre mark. They let their heads go and they go backwards. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know what it is. It's just that I think I know the Sydney form a little bit better. Yeah, and you know a lot of the trainers and the jockeys too, because you, 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 you chat with them on a regular basis. Well, well, that too, that too, but I know, I know a lot of the track riders, they'll come in for a coffee too, and they'll come in and they say, JK, this thing worked enormous this morning. <laughs> you know, <it's laughs> out. But you can't, you can't take them all on board, but, uh, that, that, uh, 25 to 1 pop in, in race two, well, it's had two barrier trials and it's won them both with ease. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I'll be uh, keen to watch that race too because it was it was not for the Black Oval tomorrow as well, but uh, I think they're going to run on home, home turf, which is today, I think. Sounds good. I'll give you a long-range tip, Carrots. All right, I'm listening, Grant. Keep a very close eye on the Ma Eustace horses that are going into the Melbourne Cup. 
Oh, uh, yeah, I, I know all about that. Yeah, this will be back-to-back. Yeah, yeah, oh, without a doubt. Like Gold Trip or something else? I think they're keeping their options open, but the confidence level, just listening to David, the confidence level seems really, really high. Well, they, they seem to find those European horses. And yeah, they're masters at it. Yeah, and, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 they're good. And David, David seems to excel in, in that area, so. Well, he's got a lot of contacts over there because his family's over there. They would, uh, they yep. would spot him, I don't know, from early on, early on. Yep. So that's. Hi, gentlemen. Okay, thank have you, a good John. Day. Much appreciated. No worries, Alan. Go to the bunnies. You go to bunnies. <laughs> we, we got outplayed on Thursday night. Oh, yeah, but we didn't have Satala and uh, Jairo, yeah. mate. They, they make a difference. Yeah, oh, they do, but uh, the Penrith played very well and uh, just oh, yeah, their no, lines... They, they were the better side, no yes. doubting that. Yeah. Oh, so, well, right, this... guys, we'll do it all again next week. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. Cheers. Uh, this this won't work, Alan. What's that? Well, Kieran always blames the referee for everything going wrong. I oh, know. Now you're right. saying, you know, that you're beaten by a better team. Mm-hmm. That's not sportsmanship. It's fact. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't offended that we got beaten. <laughs> <laughs> okay, carrots tips for the day. Then Rose Hill, race six, number seven, Zoo Gotcha. Race four, number six, Steel City. Race nine, number 12, Waterford. And he's each way special. Race two, number 11, Gustissimo. Yes. Yeah. That was a good attempt. Gustissimo. Well, get you a job. No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a break. Listen to High Tide in the Super Network. Imitators come and go, but there is only one John Laws. Over the weekend, I got taken for $8,311.24, but it was just so real. I just can't believe how I fell for it. I used to smoke like a chimney. I was crazy, and when I realised I was crazy, I stopped. This is going to become a thing of the past, at least in uh, New Zealand, where the country's parliament has just passed a law which will slowly result in a total ban on selling tobacco, and I think that's a very brave thing for New Zealand to do. Mate, I'm glad you brought up yesterday about New South Wales bureaucrats, especially in transport. Good on you for giving them serve. They need it, and they need more of it. Thankfully, um, we've got people like you that do that. The John Laws Morning Show returns in 2023 on 2SM. Whether you dream of winning a Commonwealth Games gold medal or three, like the Australian Jackaroos, or you're just searching for your next social competitive sport that could make you a local legend, the skills you've honed over a lifetime of playing sport will make you a legend on the bowls green. And that green is just up the road. Bowls, local legends wanted. Find a club near you. Visit bowls.com.au and click on Find a Club. Trying to choose new flooring, window furnishings or rugs for your home? Choices Flooring's Broomview makes it easy to find the look you've been searching for. Whatever the space or your flooring needs, simply take a photo of the area in your home and select your flooring styles, window furnishings or rugs from the thousands of colours, styles and texture options. Using Choices Flooring's Room View, you can see your selections right in your own home. Then send your favourites to your local Choices Flooring store to book a free measuring quote. It's never been more important to buy Australian than right now. 
Our local manufacturers and growers produce world-class products known for their quality, safety and reliability. All while generating local jobs, supporting our communities and helping Australian families now and into the future. So look for the trusted green and gold kangaroo logo. Buy Australian now. Visit australianmade.com.au The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Unlike any other SUV in Australia, the unrivaled Kia Sorento is available in diesel, petrol, hybrid and plug-in hybrid technologies. The Kia Sorento. Awarded and unmatched like no other seven-seat SUV. To find out more, visit kia.com.au yeah. or visit your nearest Kia dealer. Kia. Movement that inspires. 2SM. Australia's king of talkback radio. John Laws. 9am weekdays. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. Fishing 26 after 5. I think we got this. Our next guest, I think, gets his own intro now. Does he? Do you know the song? 42 ton or 44 ton. <laughs> movie star. He's making himself oh, into a, a movie, movie star. star. Yes. Oh, okay. BJ, good morning. Good day. How are you going? Good. Yeah, good. What's happening? And um, I just uh, managed to find a uh, parking bay. Good. The sun, I can't get the phone going through the Bluetooth too well at the moment. So. That's all right. No worries. Did you have a good fish with Laurie? Oh, we're the ball, mate. Yeah, well, as I said, there's, you know, 90-odd years' experience between the two of us, and um, we, we, we just make fun out of it, you know? It's, um, fishing is supposed to be fun. Yeah, well, what they what they say, if it was easy, it'd be called catching. Yes. But as I said, the lorry's just one jerk waiting at the end of the line for another jerk, you know? So. <laughs> Who got to but keep no, all the fish? We, 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 Sorry? Who got to keep all the fish? Oh, we split it up. Yeah, we split it up. There's a few people uh, doing it a little bit tough down home, so I, uh, I did a few fish drops. Oh, good. Sorry, Laurie does the same up there. But, um, no, we had a great day. We ended up with seven spotties, two cobia, a mac tuna, and uh, uh, Laurie kept one of the little whalers. He got his revenge on the sharks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh, no, we had a great day. It was, I, I said to him, I said, look, Thursday looks like being a better day out of it. So um, we waited and waited and we, the bar was quite manageable going out. And, you know, you're in the hands of a very capable skipper with Laurie. So, you know, like bar, bars generally don't phase me too well when I go with experienced skippers. And what, what I've done before, uh, I've gone fishing with people that, you know, they're boat owners and having a lot. And I said, would you like me to take it across the bar? And, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, like, so as soon as I say that, you know, you uh, you, you probably made the right decision. Yeah. Um, but, no, it was really good. And, um, you know, like, we didn't see too many other people catching any fish. Laurie's got that uh, trolling for spotties down pat. And then, um, then we decided to drift. Um, we'd get a burly trail going and just keep feeding yeah, cut, cut a pilly up into six or seven pieces and just throw one. And when it's just out of sight, throw another and let your baits drift down with that. And we've, we, uh, we've got another four like that. Plus, we lost a good Spanish. 
Um, but no, it was a very, very good day, very enjoyable day, and I tell you what, it's been a while since I've eaten a cave. Yeah, Linda hasn't eaten one, believe it or not. So you can do that again. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, that was very nice, and um, geez, I've had I've had a good week's fishing actually. Like um, we went out on Tuesday, we went down to Charlie's Island, pumped some nippers and fished for whiting, and we've got a we've got a, a really really good. I think it's a sea devil. <laughs> there you go, the sea devil passed us at Paddy's Rest area, heading north, must be going across harbour. But um, anyway, yeah, so, um, yeah, we um, uh, had whiting for tea and garfish out. We got some garfish. Oh, lovely. Yeah, well, they came in and were taking the nippers. So now that they're there, I know I'll be able to go and fish for them with um, some, some bread and worms. And that'll be good. And then uh, we had salt and pepper pearl perch on Monday night for tea. We had whiting and garfish Tuesday night, and then Thursday night we had um, cobia. But for an entree, I called in at their co-op at Jerseyville, and they had some very large black tigers, and these are eight inches long. Oh, good, good prawns. So I bought six of them, split them down the middle, still in the shell, cleaned them out, <clears throat> and cooked them in some butter and garlic juice. Mm. Yeah, if if Linda didn't feel like a queen on Thursday night, she never will because I cooked <laughs> that for an entree and we had the cobia and salad for, for the main. So that was that was all pretty good. Beautiful. Yeah, but um, the fishing's been uh, it's been a bit quiet. Um, there's been a few really good brim coming out the river as well. Um, on Thursday afternoon, I called in a bonnock, and that's where I um, did my filleting. Um, of the mackerel and cobia down there and a the fella turned up and he had some really, really nice brim. You know, I'm talking 39 and 40 centimetre brim. He did really well out of there. The flathead have gone quiet this week and everybody said, oh, you know, where's the flathead? you got to remember, this is when they spawn. So there's plenty of sign of low tide on the sand flats and you'll see lots of large imprints and, and lots of smaller imprints around it. So the flathead are spawning. That's why they're a little bit quiet because they've got other things on their mind. But once the spawning cycle's done, they'll come back, they'll be ravenous. So they'll be on the bite. The water's still warm enough, so I wouldn't despair too much. Um, Taylor have turned up on the beach. They're, they're, look, there's, there's no joints amongst them, but you'll get plenty of fish between that uh, 600 grams to 1, 1.1 kilo. They're enough to keep you busy on, on the beach for a, an hour or so when they're out there. The amount of bird activity close to the beach is suggested. I wouldn't go surfing too much at the moment, Grant, to be honest. Yeah, up there. And I mean, like, it, it was said last Sunday that, you know, I'm not the best-looking guy, you know, but, geez, I tell you what, Mel, I'm a bit smart. When I see, when I see those, uh, uh, those birds... Feeding like they have been off the beach, I ain't going to go swimming or surfing there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, there's a bait ball there. You, 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 you're you're a big piece of bait. Yeah, you, you, it's you, not a bait ball. It's like a torrent. It's just constant streams of bait running down the yeah. coast. So, and, and you know, like you've got Bonita, you've got Matt Tuna, you've got Pilchards, you've got Garfish there. You know, if that ain't going ding, 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 come and eat me. <laughs> You know, it's um, it's a di- totally different ball game. It is um, funny when you're sitting there. out there and you see small fish swim underneath you. Oh wow, how, how cool is this? And no, then you start thinking, cool. where there's small fish, there's bigger, there's bigger fish. fish, and where there's bigger fish, there's, there's bigger. <laughs> right. Inter- interesting point. There's um, there's over in South Africa, there's a pair of um orcas that have beaten seventeen great whites. Yeah. And they've buggered up that diving, diving for sharks 
two reasons. Eating all the sharks. I'm eating the sharks, yeah. I was reading about that on the internet the other night. Well, the greenies will have to get them banned. The orcas? Yeah. Well, the Japanese are pretty good at them. So they, you know, natural selection there. Would you like blubber? Would you like better sushi? Is that the... Yeah, so I've put, a, I've put a, a couple of clips up there of the, the mackerel fishing of Laurie and myself up there. He's um, he's off next week to Kangaroo Island. Yeah, Kangaroo, yeah. And uh, from what he's telling me, they've got a great trip lined up, so uh, I might make a few trips up to Southwest Rocks for the day in the boat now while he's away. And, <laughs> but, yeah, no, down, down around here, Wallace Lake, the blue swimmer crabs, if you sit long enough with your toes in the water at Wallace Lake, you're going to get one bite. Yeah, they're that thick at the moment. <laughs> the, uh, you can't you can't miss out on getting the feet of crabs. Um, the whiting in the lake have gone a bit quiet, but I think that might have had something to do with the full moon. But uh, with the smaller tides, they'll be uh, pretty pretty more common. Um, but the other thing is, like, with the garfish being around, if anybody has not tried a feed of garfish, do it. Now, yeah. Don't hit them, like butterfly them from the back, like, and then hit them with the rolling pin, and then when it's pulled, if you do it right, you can grab the tail and should pull all the backbone out and all the rib cage. Now the thing is, you only got to cook them for thirty seconds. They're only two bits. If you cook yeah. them for too long, the bones won't come out. Yeah. Yeah. But the secret I do with the garfish is a little bit of corn flour. Uh, just a pinch of curry powder and plenty of fine flossy salt. And mix that around in the flour and just roll them in that and then cook them in butter and oil. And you're going to have a sensational feed coming your way. Yeah, they are nice. And the idea of the rolling pin is when you flatten them out, it just breaks the bones away from the backbone. That way you can peel it out. Yeah. It works yeah, very that's easily. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, and that's why I say if you butterfly them away from the top, well, it comes out a lot easier when you break that skin tension. So the backbone comes out and just pulls ribs with it. Yes. But if you do it the other way, you're trying to pull it um, from the bottom and they, and they break off and leave the rib cage in there. Yep. But um, I was interested to hear you say about the motorsport, you know, and all that. You guys ain't done nothing until you run Market Express on a Thursday night to get in place and get it laid back out on Friday. And get <laughs> 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 but, um, yeah, no, it's um, too quiet on the road tonight. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah, anyway, I'd better get back to it. I'll have a bit more in-depth report tomorrow. Okay. But, um, yeah, so the old fellow, he's not around today, eh? No, he's a bit crook, so he'll be back in next week. He's been put out the yeah. pasture for a week. Yeah, well, yeah, you probably could do with it, to be honest. <laughs> 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 no, That'll get back. Thursday, he sounded tired, you know. <laughs> Yeah, he's lost his voice as well. So yeah, that's no the big thing. Thanks, PJ. Talk to you later. Yeah, right, eh? I'll see you later. See you, Peter. Bye. <laughs> he has lost his voice, okay. uh, which which some might say is a, a minor blessing in itself. Oh, I'm not saying I'm going to get you, in you, for you, just, It's just, <laughs> what, just the way you look. Hey, it's time now that we uh, step outside with Paul Burt. Mr. Burt, no, you won't. No, we won't. He has dropped out. He's he's left us. He stepped outside. <laughs> had the um had the new season kick off last week too. Yes, uh, yes, on seven plus. So that was uh, that's good. He's probably off signing autographs after that. Possibly. Mm. Or looking at the weather. Or looking at it's the weather. It's raining up there. It is raining up there. He is back with us right now. In actual fact, Paul. G'day. Hey guys, how are we doing? Really oh, yeah, well. Good. Yourself. 
early. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's all right. You're going to come back up to us soon. You, you'll catch up with us. Oh, still a long way though, isn't it? Yeah. See? Hang on. I'm just walking through the house. I'm trying to find my way out. Yeah, be very quiet. I know. I've got to <laughs> the it's easier if you do it from home I and not other people's houses. <laughs> I, just, I just walked. <laughs> Hello, mate. I just walked into the room and the dog's in here. Anyway, I did wake up the dog. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't wake up the chumps. No, I can't wake up. No, they're gone now. They're finally passed on. Got no girls now. The girls are gone. They're in the retirement village. They have snow eggs, but they're still, tra- they're still costing us bloody 100 bucks a week. <laughs> uh, anyway, they're all good now. They're happy. It was all about happiness. Good. They've got, they got roses where they've they um, We've planted them in the, um, in the garden bed, which is great. I get lots of worms. And they're, um, they're awesome. So they've got little rose bushes planted on each one. So, anyway, when they bloom, we have a thought. <laughs> the roses will have eggs, not flowers. No, that's... <laughs> exactly right, especially at Easter, it's a little bit different. But, uh, it's okay. That's all right. I know Kieran would like to plant some people in his rose garden, but anyway. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, hey, I was just listening to the PJ about the garfish. 100% right. Garfishing is phenomenal. If you haven't tried catching them, they're, they're like little marlins on one, ta- one kilo tackle. And yes. They're such a great feed. They're yeah. beautiful to eat without garfish. I love eating garfish. Mm-hmm. And good fun to catch them. And they're around. When they're around, the mackerel are around. And, uh, you know, we can't catch. Oh, Blake, yesterday. Typical yesterday. Normal yesterday. The mackerel are running. And you can't bloody catch them up here in Queensland at the moment. Of course, the close season. Oh. I, uh, I did see a post from um, Queensland Fisheries where they, they got a, a boat. And the gentleman, Skipper, put his hand up. They had eight on board the boat. Which is over his limit anyway. What's that? It's over the limit. That's right. Plus it's closed season. So we've got a nice blister for that one. Oh, yeah. I know. But I, I know I'll, I'll, I thought last night, I'm going to show this on TV because, you know, we do a, a boating and weather and fish report and all this stuff for, for the news up here anyway. I did one last night and um, I put on a boat holding up these two beautiful mackerel. I'm just waiting for the phone call to come through. <laughs> um, closed it season. Was, it, it was a charter boat. So, oh, okay. Yeah, they're allowed to catch them still this year only. This, that's right. That's going to be a problem next year. You look at uh, Big Cat Reality and, and people yeah. like that. What do they yeah. do when they've got 20-odd putters on board and they can't take a mackerel? Well, they can't take them back to land, so they'll probably eat them there. <laughs> can't eat that many. <laughs> to try. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I'll do, but anyway, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a hassle. So um, there's lots of... And PJ was talking about the bait fish. So, mate, it is a... It's like... Um, for offshore anglers, I'll put it this way, it's like um, leather jacket season, okay? When the leather jackets come through in June, July, is that they're 30 metres thick and they just run for a 1,000 kilometres. There are millions of these things, the big Thailand leather jackets. The bait fish at the moment is just... There billions upon billions upon billions of these baits. And yesterday we did a, a segment, I went out there with a guy called Benny, he's from Sydney, and uh, took him out fishing. He was up this way anyway, he'd come out with this... And uh, we're just targeting tuna on really light tackle, but the problem is when you're fishing a bait ball, the tuna, and when you hook up, and they want a big tuna, you know, four point kilo or whatever, is that the um, the sharks? I said I was surprised we're not getting any sharks yet. Next thing, this tuna, mate, we couldn't keep up with the line coming back onto the reel 
because the tuna wanted to be in the boat. In the big <laughs> away from the shark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no. in fact, here's a shark going nuts across the surface. I've never seen a shark go so fast. It was trudging straight down the current line and the tuna was belting out of its way. So I'm, it was really funny. But anyway, it got right to the back of the engine and he just did loops around the engine 100 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, the shark, the shark buggered off, and uh, we got the tuna and let him go. Unfortunately, he probably got eaten when we got back in. But anyway, there's um, there's so much bait fish around at the moment, so it's really, really a good time to fish. And it led into a, a question, you know, Kieran asked me the other day about what sort of topic we want to put in there. And I thought fly fishing would be a good one because fly fishing is not just for for, uh, for you know trout fishermen or freshwater stream fishermen; it's also saltwater. Um, you know, from marlin through to right now being tuna. And the tuna is just, man, it's such a good way to, to catch fish is to be open and open your, open your mind to trying different things. Like, you, you know you can go out there and chuck a metal in the lure and, in the water and catch a fish, but why not try a fly and get like a saltwater deceiver, blue and white, something similar to that two or three inches long, similar to the bakery style. And, um, and, and pass that out. Man, I tell you what, you just, you flip that around, you hook onto a, a tuna, you know that you have got a fish on that is just going to put up one hell of a fight. And okay, really here you go. Paul, what's the difference between a lure or a two to three inch fly? Well, the fly, the fly is generally made of bucktail, uh, which is a, 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 you know, like a, like deer tail type stuff. It can be natural or it can be fibrous as in a, 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 a non-natural product. And it's got just a hook in it and it's just twined up with a little bit of, uh, bit of cotton, so to speak, and a couple of eyes jammed on the front. So it weighs literally at maybe half a gram or a gram. And that's that's what you're casting, is that thing. And when you put it in the water, the bucktail flares out a bit, and then when you strip it, it comes back in. And the colouring on that, it looks similar to a bait fish. So for the metal lure, you can cast that 80, 100 metres, if it's, you know, depending on the size, 50 metres easily. Um, and that's like a 10 or a 20 gram, uh, lure on, on say a, a 2 to 4 kilo rod, uh, maybe something like a, a 3000 accents, Shimano accents and probably 15 pound Kariki braid. And you might want to put say, you know, 12 pound fluorocarbon leader. We're only going small tuna here. Um, so you could flip that out and that, that lure that is 10 or 20 grams is the same size as a, you know, a, a 2 inch or a 3 inch, um, uh, frogmouth pilly maybe. Um, probably a 2 inch frogmouth pilly or a white bait. Um, and that lure, you can then cast it as far as you want and then crank it back. Whereas with a fly, you can't cast that far uh, on a boat. You can probably get it out maybe 60 feet easily, maybe 70 feet on a good, um, good, good strip and hit. And, and, but when you lay that out and the fish are really close to your boat, as soon as it hits out there, you don't, you don't want a heavy sink tip because the fish are on the top. So the idea is to get that fly line out, maybe have like a, uh, I'd go to the intermittent leader, probably around about yeah, 10, 12 pounds, maybe 12 pounds would be enough. And you probably want to go about a 6, 7 weight. So nothing too heavy. You don't want to go 8, 9 or 9, 10 or like that. A bit too heavy on these fish. And you're going to have a lot of fun. And, and that lure, that fly, will just have no weight on it. You might have a little bit of... You can put like little tiny split shot sort of things on there. That's what they look like, which has eyes on the front of them. Alternatively, for me, I'd just go to bucktail onto a tarpon, probably a size one or a one oh hook, and just wrap around some cotton and uh you know, that's what that sort of looks like. And it, it's a perfect, perfect bait fish profile. And, and even in the estuaries, there's one thing we noticed last week. 
piece of bait balls was in, in the seaway, then they came into the shallow sand flats. And on the shallow sand flats is you just see these little clear holes appear in the bait fish ball that's as black as those spades. And you'd cast your lure, we're using vibes, straight into the middle of the school or the other side of the school and just slowly bounce it back. And you'd just hook a flathead or a brim like that or even wine, whatever, because they were coming up, those little clear holes being left in the bait balls are fish feeding and the little bait fish are scared. So passing a fly in that situation is just going to be phenomenal, phenomenal. And you would have the time of your life. Just don't do it on a windy day and watch your back pass and wear a hat and sunglasses. That's all I suggest. <laughs> okay. No worries, Paul. Thank you for that. Uh, you're welcome. Step hey, outside I'm... today, tomorrow. Uh, today it's on Encore today. Tomorrow dropping a new episode. Nice. Got to be real quick. Um, Blakey, I'm super impressed. I know you sell both engines. You sell Yamaha and you sell Suzuki. I am outstanding and amazed by the fuel comparison between two engines. Yeah, well, the Suzuki's got the lean burn. And uh, that makes a big difference. Oh, my God. Big difference is an understatement, mate. It's incredible. Unbelievable. I just couldn't believe that. Some of the bigger trips we've done the last few weeks is just incredible. And particularly with, you know, the way fuel is today, it's a a big difference. Massive. Yeah, Yeah, I'm pretty happy with it. Okay, we'll talk about that tomorrow. Love to, mate. Right, okay. Thanks, Paul. Saturday. Bye. Paulie Burt. Mm. Do we need to take a break? We do. We do. Let's do that. It is, well, what is it, 13 minutes away from six. Every weekend, 2SM has Sydney talking. Join Pete Davis Saturday morning from seven. Do you think there may be some sort of leadership challenge to Scott Morrison before the next federal election? I, I think it probably would be political suicide. Join Dave Cochran Sunday afternoons. Do you feel an interpretation can be made now from this state level, from the by-elections to possibly a federal level? I will dread an Albanese ALP government. 2SM has Sydney talking. Imagine a beautiful, clear day out on the water. Now add wind, heavy rain, and a severe drop in temperature. Add a rising icy swell and the onset of darkness. Add storm clouds and lightning. The weather can rapidly change conditions. It's important that you plan ahead, keep checking the weather, and wear a life jacket every time you're out on the water. Wear a life jacket. Don't risk your life. A message from the New South Wales government. Brain tumour. Migraine, dementia, concussion. Have you or someone you love been touched by a brain disorder, disease or injury? Motor neurone disease, stroke, epilepsy, Alzheimer's. There can be no cure without research. Help the ones you love by donating to research today. Visit brainfoundation.org.au or call 1300-88-6660. Got a boat or a jet ski? How good is getting out on the open water? Throw in a line, tow a tube, or just soak up the sun. But what if something happened to your boat? Get peace of mind with Club Marine Boat Insurance. They're specialist boat insurers and have been around for more than 50 years. Flexible cover for your jet ski or boat, motor or trailer, and gear all in one policy. Get a quote at clubmarine.com.au. T's and C's apply. Check the PDS to see if this product is right for you. Go to the Club Marine website for a PDS and TM. 
Do you suffer from mild arthritis, osteo and other aches and pains? With its natural organic ingredients, Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel might assist you. Always read the label, use only as directed and if symptoms persist, see your healthcare professional. Look for Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel at pharmacies and health food stores everywhere. To find the location of your nearest Stiff Sore and Sorry stockers, go to loveoilcollection.com.au. Or phone Ray on 040-6671-359. You can escape the rat race to enjoy a leisurely break at Mudgee's Winning Post Motor Inn. As a special bonus, when you make a reservation at Winning Post Motor Inn, mention you heard about it here, and you'll receive a complimentary bottle of local Charnwood Estate wine to take home with you. To find out more or to make a reservation, you go to winningpostmotorin.com.au or you can call Mudgee's Winning Post Motor Inn for a booking on 63 72 33 33. Everything you need to know now. Sydney's 2SM. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. Only <laughs> ten minutes away from six here on High Tide. Grant Boyden, Alan Blake, and no Kieran Ricky. No, Kieran will be back next weekend. Now, the changing the guard coming up at Marine Rescue. There's been a lot going on in the last seven days at Marine Rescue. Oh, so, so they're even uh, rescuing people off passenger ships that had a medical episode Last night. off Batemans Bay. We'll find out off the soon-to-be uh, commissioner who's deputy at the moment, Alex Burrell. Good morning. Good morning, Alan. Good morning, Grant. How are you? Congratulations Great. on the new position. Yeah. Uh, look, thanks, Alan. Thanks, Grant. Yeah, look, uh, looking forward to uh, getting the seat under the desk. And, yeah, uh, some big shoes to fill flying off from Stacey Tanoff, who's been the commissioner there for about 13 years now. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to what lies ahead. Okay. Now, what was it that you had to go and rescue someone off a passenger ship last night yeah, off Bateman's Bay? Yeah, look, I, I haven't seen too many details on that one yet coming out, but it's um, not something that's unusual for us. Quite often we're called to uh, to assist in, in some of these, uh, I guess, medibacks off, off some of these parts and cruise ships. It's not something that's uh, totally unexpected for us. So I guess it just shows some of the diversity around the jobs that uh, we do see. Uh, with marine rescue, it's, uh, sometimes it's a lot more than uh, assisting your small recreational fishing boat. Sometimes we get involved in some of these these larger scale uh, complex operations. Okay. Speaking of operations, Alex, 500 um, jobs, I'll call it for lack of a better description, that you guys were involved in last month, that's 6,000 a year. Those numbers are way, way, way higher than they should be. Yeah, look, I mean, um, we have seen over the last couple of years a significant increase. I think it's about 60% increase in, in uh, the jobs that we've been involved in, and that, that really started the onset of COVID, and I've spoken to you, gentlemen, before about what we saw through that period, and I think it just shows there's probably more people uh, getting involved in boating, but I think there's also some inexperience and, and thanks for complacency, I think, that puts into a lot of the boaters, and we have seen our numbers go up, and this February, uh, just gone was, was, you know, 52% higher, I think it was, than the previous February. So, um, we can't really put our finger exactly on what that is. I think, um, you know, we've started to see some more consistent and better weather, which I think has, uh, meant that more people are out and about on our waterways. No floods. That helps. <laughs> yeah, that's a big help. That's a big help. Alex, what's the percentage of, um, call outs you get for one, people running out of fuel or two battery problems, electrical problems? Yeah, look, I mean, we see, oh, we see probably 40 or 50% of our jobs are actually, uh, what we call
call the avoidable ones, so things like engine failure, running out of fuel and those types of things. So they're definitely overrepresented and, um, you know, that's something where we constantly try and drive home that message about checking your boat, checking your equipment before you leave and, and importantly, check the weather. So um, we are seeing more and more vessel capsizes, which is also a concern. We've yeah. been seeing year-on-year year, uh, an increase in capsizes and I, I just think, as you've just touched on before, um, there's just an increase in the demand for our services right across New South Wales at the moment. It's, it's great we're positioned to be able to assist, but again, our message is, is all about safety and we're, we're really trying to drive that home with voters uh, yeah. as we see the increase on our waterways. You need to, to think about things and planning comes into it because if you're going to run somewhere, even down a river, and you're running with the current for three hours and you're going to have to come back against current for three hours... You're going to use a lot more fuel coming home than what you're getting there. So you've got to keep that in mind when you're fuel planning. That's it. That's exactly right. You know, it's a, and it is about that planning, what you say there. It's, um, it's about knowing where you're going. It's about knowing your vessel, what sort of burn rates you have of your fuel. Um, and I think, you know, it's a lot of things, particularly people that are new to boating, don't really consider. Um, you know, it's a lot different breaking down on the water, uh, particularly in the offshore environment that it is breaking down in your car on the road. So, um, you know, you just can't get complacent and unfortunately when you do break down uh, and you do have loss of control of your vessel, uh, things can go a lot worse on the water than they can on land. That's right. Which would get down at Jarvis Bay during the uh, week. This is why uh, boat companies and motor companies don't put out fuel consumption figures on boats yeah. because on cars, okay, we've got a highway cycle, we've got a city cycle. A boat, it depends on how you trim it, how you load it, what revs you're running in. And what current you're running against. That's right. So they won't give fuel consumption figures. So you've got to know what it is and work things out, carry extra on board. Yeah, and we, you know, it's a rule of threes, I think, you know, always make sure there's a third left um, when you get back to the boat ramp that mm-hmm. you should be aiming for and uh, not really running any less than that. Again, just knowing how long you're planning on being out there and, and you know, always, always make sure you're leaving home with a fully pressed up fuel tank is, is my advice and it's something that I've always made sure we've, we've done uh, in, in the roles that I've had when I'm working on the water. You always make sure your, your vessel's fully pressed up if it can be. Okay, and make sure your battery's charged. That's it, that's it. And again, yeah, it's about knowing your vessel when you're out there and, and those types of things. And, you know, if you're out there drifting or you're using the electronics and, the, and, the, and your motors are switched off, you know, it's about running. We see so many run out of batteries and, and yeah, it's, it's one of those things that we're constantly seeing. So again, it's just about being prepared and knowing your vessel. Okay, now a question for you. You're yeah. in the chair as from the 1st of April as the boss. Will there be any changes or are things are staying status quo? Yeah, look, I mean, it, it, yeah, there's always going to be change, but it's, uh, hopefully it's steady as she goes. I've been with the Marine Rescue for the last uh, two years now in the Chief Operations Officer role, so really know the business, and it's, I've been very fortunate to get out and meet a lot, a lot of the membership, but there's no doubt there's challenges uh, that lie ahead, particularly you know, in the volunteering network. We've seen right across Australia in all volunteering that you know, numbers are down, so it's, it's a real challenge for us to make sure that we're attracting new members. Um, we're getting succession in the business to make sure that you know, we've got long jeopardy in the services that we provide, and we do we do provide a vital service to all the boaters out there. So it's important that we see new members coming in, and we keep that capability going right along the New South Wales coastline. So that's certainly going to be my focus to make sure we can grow the business, um, you know, from a membership perspective, and, and obviously that takes. Uh, dollars and, and commitment from government to do that, so hopefully be you know, working with the, whichever the incoming government is. Okay, we're going to go. We're going to go to the news, Alex. Thanks very much for that. We'll talk to you next week.